0: down to the nub podcast the cigar podcast
1: show focusing on premium cigars and good times with With industry leaders cigar cigar giveaways giveaways, interviews and more here are your hosts cigar Cigar show tim and brandon cigar Cigar mechanic mechanic wells
0: let's get it started
1: what's going on everybody welcome to episode 48 of down to the nub podcast and i gotta tell you i I can see you. I just got my new contact. Yeah, I only wear it in one eye contact in. So I can see all of your sheer beauty now, branding Cause I've been without contacts for the last like month and glasses and this don't work as yeah. a light reflection. So it, it's nice to be able to like see clearly.
0: I can see clearly now. The rain is gone.
1: It's true. It rained yesterday here in SoCal. So the rain is gone.
0: Yeah, and you can see clearly now. We actually rained here, too, which means like four droplets hit my windshield, and it was done. So your car got
1: just wet enough to turn into a dust pie, and then the rain was gone.
0: Yeah, and we're supposed to get rain again on Wednesday, I believe, which is perfect because our, my, my men's Bible study, uh, they're talking about doing it outside. But it's cold as hell here. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even, it, it's like – it was like 70 degrees today, and uh, – <laughs> People, people in other areas hate me right now. Uh, I know, right? It's like 55 degrees right now, dude. It is freezing cold. I had to go get like uh, I had to go get my 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 uh, pajama bottoms from Christmas uh, last year to to wear today. So I am actually wearing pants, believe it or not. I,
1: and cool. I, I'm glad to know that you're wearing pants today because that's that yep. is not that we ever ask for proof, but I can vouch for the fact that you're wearing pants today. So yeah, that's a good thing
0: and good looking pants too man there's like snowmen and and little christmas trees and red and green and there's actually little polar bears on them man they're, they're awesome nice and they keep you so warm nice and fuzzy they, and soft oh my god dude they're so fuzzy and soft it's so nice i'm still wearing flip-flops <laughs> though so for those of you guys that are in the 20 degrees <laughs> uh <laughs> I complain about cold, and it's fifty-five degrees outside. Like I have friends that are outside in like shorts and a tank top, or shirtless right now, just yeah, right. loving life because it's only fifty-five degrees. You know, not not me. That's,
1: I'm 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 a SoCal boy, and it was cold and rainy here two days ago. Right when I had just gotten the roof up the day before on the studio, yeah. fortunately, uh, and yeah, I think the low today is in the forties. The lows tonight, and I'm just like, yeah, no, thank you. I mean I've yeah, got my dude. heater going here in the studio cuz it's 60 69.5 degrees in here right now and I'm like no that's still too cold
0: turn on the heater. Yeah, crank it up, turn it on dude like it's night this is the first time that I've that we've done a recording and I've not had my air conditioning going on in the in the uh, studio here. Yeah. I got it's weird I actually so I've got AC in the studio mm-hmm. uh, but in our summers it just can't keep up. Uh, the way the the, where where the studio is it can't so i had to roll in a a second ac unit for the summers otherwise i'd be sitting here just pouring sweat in the studio and i actually rolled it out today tonight wow it's gone it's done it's i think i i'm hoping that it's done for the season um because my jeep is ready which means the weather's cooling and it's ready to go hit trails uh and so i can wheel the ac out because as soon as my jeep's ready it means the air conditioning doesn't need to be in here anymore
1: and and that's true. And hopefully it's not like when you get your car washed and then it rains the next day where you take out the AC and it's like, oh, we don't need it anymore. and then it's gonna be 105 just because. Yeah. So hopefully it's
0: like legit and it's it's gonna stay out. I, I think it is. The nice thing is is it's got wheels, so it can roll right back in. Okay. Portable, <laughs> baby. There you go. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's a done deal. So it's um it's nice to have it out here to actually be able to shut the door and um put the uh, on air light on the outside and we're going to do that. I'll get, that's the next I mean, thing is I got to get the on air lights so that people don't just barge in here and bug me.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to get one of those for the outside of the studio here. That way my wife and boys and all that. Oh,
0: what's dad doing? Nope. I'm on yeah. air. Yeah. I'm on air. Leave me alone. Uh, go away.
1: Now, is it really going to stop them? Probably not. No, not at all.
0: No, oh, but the, the, big the, light,
1: s- the lights on. I thought it meant come on in. I'm not on air. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They just don't care. But, I mean, that's fine. I mean, listen, that's fine. I mean, how many times have we been doing a live and my daughter comes in or my wife comes home and, yep. and it's just like, hey, babe, she's like, oh, I'm sorry you do this. or You know, <laughs> no, you yeah. man, you're sorry you forgot that I do this. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, we did it a couple weeks ago and my boys came home and my in-laws and I'm waving. It's like, hey, what's up? That's just how yeah. it goes. But, you know, what family's a different thing. That's it, At the end of the day, family is more important than what we're doing here anyways.
0: It is. Um, and I think family's priority, dude. If if family came home and you need to get up and go do something with your family, get up and go do something with your family. Uh the nice thing is, is that you and I do these recordings late enough at night that it's everybody's in bed. Yep. So I just went and hugged and kissed my daughter to to sleep and put her, you know, put her in bed and and told her good night and came back out here. Man, here we go, man. Everybody's asleep. So it's just uh it's just you and I, man.
1: Yeah, and, and I've got a cigar that I want you to try this week. Oh. Um, you, you might be familiar with it so it's uh an e, e- carillo <laughs> new wave i think is what it is but uh but yeah why don't why don't, why don't you go ahead Ooh. and try oh, that out thanks bro oh and, man that's going to be good dude yeah the cool you, thing is is i've got another one here so we can both smoke the same cigar
0: so we can smoke them together dude i yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: And I know that you like them, you know, straight cut. So I made sure it was prepped, ready to go. And I did not, you know, get it all wet first because I knew that that's just not kosher.
0: I was wondering what that sweet was on there. It was like a little bit of a cherry. You must be using the cherry chapstick right now.
1: I I do. I was using the like the mentholated, you know, because I was kind of feeling a, a little bit like, you know, Brandon Chapin. And I thought, well, no, I'll go to cherry for a while.
0: Yeah. I like it, dude. And I like this new technology, man, that you can just yeah. hand that right over to me through the television. Yeah. That's pretty freaking cool. I mean, who, who needs smell-o-vision anymore when you can have stogie vision? That's it. And I, you know what? I'm going to turn my rabbit air on full blast because um, with that happening, I'm sure some of the smoke might migrate over to here from uh, from your your lounge there.
1: Yes. And let's hope that you don't pass too much smoke here because I do not have my vent Connected yet? <laughs> so we'll see how that
0: goes. If right now, if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you're not watching it, you just missed out on one of the cheesiest moments ever in podcast history.
1: <laughs> and you're all
0: very welcome. <laughs> all right. I have to full disclosure on this one, dude. We literally like practiced that. <laughs> before it. We did
1: <laughs> and And it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm going to do this. It was like, okay, let's do a walkthrough. And we did it like four times
0: because we're just
1: that corny
0: we're just that dumb okay which way are you handing the cigar to me okay which and if I do it with the band this
1: way then when I pick it up it'll yeah Oh, uh, time to just lighten and smoke here we go
0: <laughs> I feel so special right now and and you know it's, it's like they always said no never go full retard <laughs> well it was nice having you guys listen and watch our show I had this thing on mute
1: uh, you're right. You you did have that thing unmute.
0: <laughs> oh, good new return. So, what do you got going on this week, man? What's happening in your in the life of 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 uh, Tim? Um, busyness. My wife worked today, so I got to
1: be Mister Mom, take care of the homework with the boys, and basically Mister Mom in 2020 just means that you become a school teacher. Uh, so I was a school teacher today for both second grade and fourth grade. I must say, I absolutely mastered neither of them. Uh, I love and, it. And so doing, doing great, you know, Charlie Sheen winning at nothing. Um, but no, it's it's been a busy beginning of the week already. I mean, we usually record on thursday or wednesday nights and it's not thursday wednesday night see i'm all mixed up we normally record and so it's just been a little bit of a weird funky start to the week but it's been good um but it you know the title working title which always changes by the time we post it yeah. anyways um it, my i've been unbelievably uncomfortable this week with my back so it's been a week of trying to take it easy and not do much and people are like but you're doing the studio and you've got this but it's nothing that it's heavy lifting. It's just simple, easy stuff where I'm not bending over and doing all that. But, yeah, it's it's been a week of, of discomfort. Um, and, you know, we're we're here to share real life. And that's real life right now is my back is not doing well. It is what it is. Um, but I'm excited because I'm going to start roasting my own coffee. And I posted it up and asked some people, hey, would they be interested? And I even had one person respond that uh, said he'd like to try it. But I've got to ship it to Arizona. And so I got to see if I can get the amazing cigar mechanic, some of my roasted coffee and, and see what he thinks of it. I don't know if he's going to like it. I don't know much about the guy at all, but at least I'll check yeah. him out some of the coffee and, and we'll go from there. But no, I'm going to start roasting my own coffee. And it's it's just a, a fun thing that I enjoy. And now that I'm unemployed, maybe this will be something that brings in revenue and income for the family and something that's fun because it's named after both my boys.
0: Dude, I think that's awesome, man. And uh, I heard that cigar mechanic guy is a pretty good dude. Um, yeah. so and he likes his cold
1: brood, so I gotta yeah. make sure that what I send him is you know gonna be nice and good and smooth, but full of flavor and everything, so it's you know acidity all that kind of stuff,
0: yeah, yeah, I understand he like he likes a cold brood man and uh you know, I think it's one of the better ways to drink it, but now that it's getting um now that it's getting cold out here you know in the in the fifties and sixties uh freezing uh yeah, you're I, in know, the tundra yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really expecting to wake up in the morning and have um, my pool. Um, I, I told my bio, my men's group Bible study. I said, hey, if you guys want to come over uh, Wednesday night, instead of hanging out in the cigar lounge and smoking cigars, uh, we can uh, hang out on the pool. Yeah. Uh, because pool. I'm sure the ice will be thick enough uh, for <laughs> us to be able to sit on that just overnight um, and, Absolutely. and even have a fire pit.
1: Absolutely. Maybe even go ice skating, roast some marshmallows yeah. on there. Yeah,
0: totally. That's kind of what I was thinking, and I might even throw some goldfish down in there and we'll just cut a hole and we can do some ice fishing or something. And yeah, totally, uh, you know, I mean, it's it, yeah, yeah. The it's, ex- it's,
1: and the example of you know being fishers of men it could be completely you know displayed appropriately right there,
0: yeah, 100%. Um, that would be awesome, man. We, we can definitely do that, and then uh, we can we can chill the wine and still have our stale crackers for when we want to do uh communion, uh, which we. <laughs> don't really do but we can do it tomorrow and'd have chilled wine because we'll just set it outside um, so I, th- I think I'm gonna turn off my refrigerator it's that cold it's like 50 de- like 50 degrees tonight that's freezing I don't I don't know but anyways uh, but how, are, how is your week how are you we will we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll go there <laughs> my week has been interesting uh you know these la- this last month has been just crazy busy um just non-stop and just mm-hmm. blessed. I mean it's been just absolutely insane with with uh with business. Has been great. We've been busy. I have spent um I just got back from Vegas a few days or actually it's last Wednesday. Um I just got back from Vegas and had a very successful trip up there and uh, really enjoyed the time. Some really good people up there, great lounges, um and blessed relationships. So enjoyed that one a lot. Um And then, dude, it's just been a it's been a crazy uh, emotional, uh, I guess, emotionally charged uh, week. Um, Spending just a lot of time with just some of my brothers and talking with them and some of the the struggles and trials and tribulations that they're going through Mm -hmm. and getting the opportunity to work with them has been just a blessing. Um, And the other night. uh, I went over to my my brother Jason's house and a brother from another mother, and we we started the men's group together. We both felt called to do that. And uh, the neat thing was I was like, dude, we need to get our ministry off the ground. We've got to do something, and I'm just really struggling. I I want to come up with a name because I want to form the nonprofit, get things going, get things started so Mm -hmm. that um, we can start developing some funds to help grow some of the ideas and some of the stuff that God's placing into my heart to get done. And, uh, dude, we were battling, bro. Like we were smoking a cigar together and we're both on our phones. We're trying to, you know, we're looking up names, trying to find something that's that, you know, like fishers of men was something that was really in my heart. And we're just, just really struggling with this. And, uh, it just wasn't happening Mm -hmm. and it felt like such a battle. And then his wife and his daughter came out and they were hanging out with us and, um, it just came out, dude. And the name appeared. And uh, I spent all of today going back and forth with my my attorney, getting everything set up. Um, We already own the domain name. We're going after all the the Instagram and the Facebook and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am super, super excited because the name is perfect
1: for what we're about. Yep. Well, and that's why in in the title, obviously it's a working title, but maybe that's actually going to fit for once instead of leaving it blank and just filling it in. New chapter. There's a new chapter of growth and challenge and pushing yourself and letting God do what only He can on the horizon. And it's exciting to see.
0: Dude, it's. It's super exciting. I, I, I'm scared. I'm nervous, but I know God's got it. So it's not even, it's not a fear that's driving me actually. And I would say this. I I don't like the word fear because I'm not fearful, but I I think it's okay to be scared, but I'm not fearful. Um, because I know that this isn't mine in the beginning. And, um, it's, it's really cool because things are just kind of coming together. And, um, I'm really enjoying the process this time. This will be the second nonprofit that, that we're establishing and setting up. Um, and I'm actually in the process of restoring my other nonprofits. Some stuff happened with the government on that, that we were not even going to go. Nothing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's been a disaster and a mess that I've been avoiding for a while. And we're, we're getting it all fixed. So like I spent a lot of time with attorneys today, um, getting all this stuff figured out and finalized, but um, i, I the, the name of the new group that we're that we're creating the the foundation is going to be uh house of rejects <laughs> and I love that it's, it's interesting because you say that and you get a reaction right away from people uh, from from people that have have studied and understand you know uh, biblical principles in the bible and um, all that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. can see this kind of like smile you can see this like reaction of like I get it Mm-hmm. Uh, from people that have not, uh, you see this reaction of like, what? <laughs> Why would you call yourself rejects? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it's a powerful thing. It's, re- it's, it's all, it's going to be about redefining the church. And it's going to be about, um, you know, and, that, and that's, that's the umbrella over multiple divisions of this that are already getting, right. you know, kind of put into place. But um, I think there's so many powerful stories uh, in the Bible of God using rejects. Um, you know, that rejected, and you, you're you know, reject of yourself, reject of the world, and and live for God. And you know, when you live for God, you will be rejected by the world. And you know, just so many different phrases in the Bible, and so many different parts uh, biblically, and and from my belief that, uh, just scream out to that. And a big part of it for me is healing. Um, oh yeah whether you believe or not, or if you're curious about believing, you know, or understanding God and living for him uh, for me, I can tell you the biggest thing has been, uh, you know, living a life of rejection and feeling rejected all my life and, and learning how to put on a persona of uh, that I'm okay. Yeah. Created a very cocky and arrogant person and I don't ever want to be that person again. And so through all that i learned a lot of great lessons um but i used that cockiness and arrogance to hide the fact that i felt rejected oh it's a defense mechanism yeah and so until you can actually become confident in who you are and 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 who you live for and you can release that rejection um everything is false and it's when that's when it shows up as a cockiness and an arrogance uh, so I think just being learning how to still be a, uh, a powerhouse and still be a leader. I mean, I, I see myself as a powerhouse. I see myself as a leader. I see myself, you know, as a, as a, as the best father that I can be um, and certainly better than, than my father, which is not a, which is not a hit on my dad because my goals, my children are better than me. Absolutely. Uh, if I had a son. I would, I would want my son to be a better father than I. So I think it's showing that there's an accomplishment, not a, uh, not a deterioration of who that person is, right? Right. Um, so learning that like, and, and letting go of that rejection has been such a big part of my life, and, and that's that personal rejection. Because when I personally rejected myself, I felt rejected by others. Mm-hmm. And until I became acceptant of who I am and gave up my life and started living for Christ, it, I continued to felt reje- feel rejected no matter what. Um, even in my successful moments in life, I I, you know, I felt rejected by everybody around me. And uh, so I think that that's just the power of of what's happening here. And there's just so many life lessons and so much that can come from this. Uh, I just feel very, very inspired and and, uh, excited for where God's taken this man.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, you look in the gospels, you look in John and you know, if the world hates you, know that it hated me first, you know, and the the world will hate you because you follow me. And you know, hate obviously is a very strong word, but A lot of people, when they are rejected, they feel hated. They feel like they don't belong. They feel like they are scum of the earth and nobody cares for them at all. And so many times in the gospel and in the Bible period, it's talked about, being rejected and doing yeah. the, you know, and, and, and finding ways to overcome. I mean, you can look at example after example, after example of Zacchaeus up in the tree, you know, he was rejected by society and, you know, oh, he's, he's the little guy that's up there and blah, blah, blah. And Jesus walks up and says, today I'm having lunch at your house, you know, and, and welcomed in and automatically, you know, inclusive and all that. And I, I think the, uh, Christian society which I don't like putting that kind of label on it but I think as Christ followers that's the way I'll put it as Christ followers we need to have a mindset of being rejected because we shouldn't conform to the ways of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you know as as you know we are called to be and we were created to be and so I'm excited to see what happens where this goes you know some of the different facets that are going to be under the umbrella you know, of House of Rejects. I just, I I cannot wait to see what God does with this.
0: Dude, I can't wait to be wearing a hat that just says rejected on it. Yes. Like, or a shirt that says rejected. I I just think it's so freaking cool. We were talking about, I mean, we even went and started talking about some of the swag and some of the different things that we can have. And just, you know, even having like that skater hat that looks, you know, that says rejected on it. You know, it's like, and then people find out what it is and what it's about. And it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we want to, we want to bring, we want to bring something different. I mean, because I'll I'll be honest, dude, growing up, uh, the, the difficulty for me and the reason why I had such a hatred towards God and such, such an anger towards him was a big part of that was because of the church. Yeah. And so, and I know there's so many people like that, dude, the the church is one of the best mechanisms for driving people away from God. Oh yeah. Um, Our modern day church. And and because they've they've sissified the Bible, they've sissified Jesus. Um, they've they've really just taken apart the Bible, and they've they've started sharing stories and the things that people want to hear, not what they need to hear. And I it's it's sad to see, but we've seen it before, and it's even in the Bible yeah. where we've seen that before. Um, and you know, in the Pharisees and all them, man, and it's like you you look back and you you see that, and you go, it's happening again. Mm -hmm. we're already there and I'm feeling a shift and I'm feeling a shift just in society and a desire for something different because they're tired of the same old dribble when they go in and they're tired of being fed what, what the church I'm hearing from people. They're tired of being fed what the church thinks they want to hear, not with what they need to hear. And I would rather have 10 in attendance that are there because they know they need it. Um, and because they're truly living towards God or they want to come closer to God, then have 10,000 in a church that I'm feeding them what they want to hear.
1: Yeah. And, and there's there's a difference. And I've been a part of mega churches in my Christian walk. To where there is a consumer mindset. What are you going to do yeah. for me? You know, in marketing it's, you know, with them, what's in it for me? You know, it, it becomes that mindset of like, how are you going to entertain me with the fog machine and the lights and the music and the this and that person that performed the concert and you know, all these different things. And they're great when they are true biblically principled teachings and, you know, activities that take place. There's nothing wrong with it, but the church has become so consumer driven that it's not, um, It's not reject driven. It's not the hurting driven. It's not doing what Luke calls seeking and saving the lost. It is let's get them in by wowing them with the flash and the lights and the this and the that and the pizzazz and all that fun stuff. And then we'll just keep them because we can overstimulate and and entertain them. And hopefully we'll give them enough Jesus to where they feel like they can, you know, get a get enough of a relationship with him and we can say that we've done our job that that's not your job that's not the goal and and look i'm a a pastor's kid and i've seen this in church after church after church but we are consumers and we've got to get away from the consumer mindset and get to the point where it is biblically bible-based god said this in the bible if you don't like it take it up with god
0: well and I would even argue a part of that, I, I think it goes deeper than that. I, I think so much of the church right now is they say, How can we entertain them so they give us their money? Yeah. Um, and and that's where it where where Jesus went to the temples and, and and flipped tables. Um, that spent the time to sit there and fashioned a whip. I mean, you read that in there, he didn't walk in with a whip. No, he fashioned a whip, yes. made him, like I could just picture him sitting there like making this whip. And just staring at these people of like <laughs> you all might want to run. Getting the Jesus strip of leather. And, yeah, getting
1: yeah. The strip of leather and tying on the, the shattered pieces of pottery and the rocks and the this and that. And like, hey, you yeah. better watch out.
0: So it, that's what excites me about it, man, is, is seeing that and 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 hearing those stories and, and getting to understand. I mean, dude, I grew up in the church and I always saw Jesus as the little, you know, lamb loving and children loving, you know, little hippie sitting there. And that's I mean, dude, what if I told you Jesus was a smart ass? He was sarcastic. What if, what if I told you that? What if I? I mean, and listen. Here's the other thing. Like the church teaches about the resurrection, and you know, the the stone was rolled rolled away from the the grave, and oh, he went up. No, he stuck around, and he he walked around. He was actually a smartass with guys before he like ascended. It was, it was you know, standing on the side and, and tell him, hey, guys, you catching anything? Nope. Hey, might want to try casting your net on the other side. <laughs> I've heard like, that before. I know that guy. Jesus, is that you? You know, it's like he was—he was a total smartass. And you hear these stories about what's going on, and that's not taught in the church. Why are we neglecting these things? Why yeah. are we neglecting talking about when with the, the times when Jesus became angry? And you know, again, like whether you believe or not, it's sad because so many people they don't—they don't even want to take a look at it because they feel like, and especially men, they feel like they have to be sissified. Mm -hmm. They feel like they have to come through and just be this total, like this, this hippie. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. So uh, that's why I'm excited about this because uh, Jason and I are both just super passionate people. Um, And and it's interesting because I was talking to him today. He was here in in the office with me and we were smoking a cigar and talking about it. And uh, he keeps pointing it back at me (laughs) like this. This is an, he's, he's, it's interesting because he sees it, that it's an idea that God's placed into my heart and mm-hmm. he's coming in to support it. Yes. And I love that. That makes me nervous at the same time, but I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, not for the limelight, but no. for the fact that he respects that God's put this into my heart and he's been put into his heart, uh, to, to get back into preaching and start a church and he actually had said a prayer years ago, and this is when we started the Bible study. That said, you know, you know, Lord, send somebody my way to encourage me to start a church. And it was the next day that I told him that I needed something more. Let's start a Bible study. Yeah. And now here we are starting a church. Whether that's in the form of camps or it's in the form of, of groups, meeting at homes, um, no matter what that's in the form of, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm already seeing it formulate Yep. Um, with the three groups that I'm a part of. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. That's the church. That's the true intention of what the church actually is. Yes.
1: It's not a building. It's not the, you know, the, the kids rhyming of here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, all the people, you know, all all the, the corny things with your fingers and you open up and all the, and look, it's, it's good and welcome to teach a kid that, you know, church is the foundation and, and, you know, that's, that's the building where you go and hopefully they mature enough in their faith to where they can realize that it's the relationship. It's the, um, the fellowship, it's the, the communing together. It's the breaking bread together. It's the learning together. It's the sharing life. Uh, but, too much of an emphasis has been put on the building i I mean you you look at when you ask somebody oh you know you're a christian the first thing that comes out of most people's mouths after that is oh where do you attend church right why why does where i attend matter if i've got christ in my heart and i'm in community and fellowship and doing all that and we're getting to know him more intimately Why does being Baptist or Lutheran or this or that or any Methodist the church doesn't make
0: me Christian? No,
1: it's your relationship with Christ that makes you a Christian. And I mean, you you were talking about you know Jesus and he he wasn't this you know and he was the compassionate let little children come to me absolutely so that we could learn how to have compassion towards others but he was also the same person that in the garden when he went up to pray, he told the disciples stay awake and they all fell asleep. He came back down and he said, could you not stay awake? Right. You know, all I did was ask that you stay awake guys. And you couldn't do that. That simple thing. I don't picture that being a simple little, like, come on guys. Couldn't you stay awake? Let's get going. I pictured yeah. like he tore him a new one. Like yeah, I am, I'm am the Christ and you know that I'm going to be <clears throat> crucified soon. And I ask you to do a simple thing of stay awake while I go and talk to my father and you yeah. couldn't do that. What is wrong with you guys? Like yeah. there, there is a masculine forceful force to be reckoned with in Jesus and that is absolutely what he possessed in addition to his compassion and his love and his inclusion and all those different things but you're right too too much now the christian faith is the he loves you it's okay if you live your life this way or you live your life that way because god still loves you and and and, and in the end you'll you'll be okay and that's that's not the biblical tone no. of how
0: he approaches us did, did I tell you what i want to call the the, the men's division of this Yes,
1: the men's and the women's. You told me both.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I actually got kind of confronted today <laughs> on the women's division side of it, and which I'm totally cool with. I love it. Um, but I, I want to call the men's division uh, House of Judas. That's- and I just love that because in the common church, Judas is such a negative name. Um, I feel like it's just such such a name. And, it, and you've called somebody a Judas is such a put down. And yeah. yet. And yet, he ate. Also, he had his feet washed. Also, by Jesus, he was. And there so that's all of it. That's interesting because you look at like the twelve disciples, and you've got taxpayers, and you got uh, fishermen. You know, a fisherman, which was you know known as like the lowest of the low. Um, you know, back in those times, uh, you you they were just dirty. You had uh, Judas, who was known that was going to be betraying him. Um, you had Luke,
1: who was a scholar.
0: Yeah. So you, you have just this mixture of rejected people and, and and Judas is the one that just stands out because Jesus knew that he was going to betray him and, and prophesied that. And yet he still had him on his team.
1: Yeah. And how many of us have done one thing wrong to betray emotion wise a friend and we've been rejected by them? Oh, yeah. Does it mean that we should be written off forever? No. And when you get down to Judas and you know him, you know taking his life and all those different things, there's a human guilt which is absolutely applicable in today's society. And I yeah. think that we, especially with COVID, and we've talked about it at length on multiple different episodes with mental health and different things. Yep. I, I can very confidently <sighs> say Judas had a a certain level of mental health from betrayal to survival of the fittest to absolute guilt ridden at trading Jesus's life for 30 pieces of silver. And there is nothing wrong with saying that a men's group or a a group of men can be called the house of Judas because we have all betrayed Christ. We have all betrayed other people. And it's only through that recognition, self-recognition reflection that we can decide to make a change.
0: Yeah. I mean, he rejected Christ at that point. Yeah. And rejected his belief renounced it and it's uh it's interesting because um, he was still forgiven yep and that's what's the amazing thing about it mm-hmm. now now that you've heard the House of Judas the women's division
1: I'm curious what people are
0: thinking right now I know yeah I know dude like the, I, I, I I I no I'm not gonna say it uh, the women's division, um, House of Jezebel. Yes, I said that. It was like, oh, damn, because to call somebody a Jezebel is so negative. And yes, there's 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 like this upswing and then a downswing. There's you know there's the whole story. But the the point is 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 to look at that story and to analyze it and to break it down and to see what that actually meant to Jesus and to God and who she was and what that, how that story led along. And, and I think that's so powerful for women. um, And I, and I love, I love the idea of just of the powerful names. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's, you know, the, the children's division, I want that to be the uh, house of the prodigal. Yeah. You know, the son that, that, you know, sometimes you've just got to let them go. um, And so they will return. um, And I think, you know, Jesus operates very much that way. And yeah, he, he knows, you know, God knows you're going to come back to him. Um, and sometimes, you know, like, I know I ran away. Uh, and yet here I am, and I've been forgiven. And from that time that I ran away, I learned so much and gained so much respect. So you look at these different things um, that are there. Um, and then House of the Pharisees for the pastors, um, for the leaders of churches, for all this stuff. And again, it's not a teardown. Like no. it's not for me to say, you know, women are whores, you know, pastors are liars, you know, children are all just, you know, going to run away or selfish, you know, uh, men are all betrayers. Uh, but it's to show that story and the compassion Yep, and what the truth is behind that and to have that growth. Um, and so I, I got confronted on the Jezebel one today by by a dear friend of ours that's a part of our group. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm having a hard time with that. And um, it was interesting. And I, and I even, I voiced this and I said, you know, I love that I, I'm open to all the opinions because if I don't have something back that is smooth and easy and understandable, then it's not real. It's something that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's words that are there that are available right away to explain it and have it be understood then I know it's real. And so I explained to him why the house of Jezebel, that was one he was stuck on mm-hmm. and I explained to him why. And, uh, he's like, I like it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the powerful thing about it is, is allowing God to work in that um, and just saying, you know, is this yours? And if, if it still didn't make sense to, to, to somebody that I trust and that I love and, and that understands, you know, I told him, I said, I'm not here to be a shock jock. Like this isn't a shock jock type thing. This isn't a mockery of, of the church. This is, no. this is to come through and support and say, Hey guys, uh, we've seen this before the scripture that you're reading. You remember that? Like we've seen this. Let's, let's redefine the church. Mm -hmm. let's show people what we're really about. Let's live for Christ instead of just coming into church and hearing about him and then living our lives and denounce him as soon as we leave the property. Because that's what happens so much. You see, you know, thousands of people come to these these mega churches and all, you know, and it's not just mega churches, small churches, large churches. It doesn't matter. You see thousands of people attending, you know, hundreds of millions of people and and they're coming through and then they, they leave and they go live their lives however they want to live them yep and they're living a life for Christ. get yeah, no 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 kidding why people don't want to be a part of that. You're a hypocrite. yep. It, it, so how do we how do we train these people to set aside themselves yes and truly understand and live a life for Christ
1: yep it it, it reminds me with what you were just saying take it back to the nineties and a, a Christian group DC talk for anybody that's old enough to remember them. And they had Jesus freak and a bunch of other hit songs. Um, uh, but one of the, the in between uh, on one of their albums, it was the supernatural album, which came out in the late nineties. Uh, uh, one of the, the three members said the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge him with their lips, walk out the door and deny them, deny him by their lifestyle. That is what I've been believing. The world simply finds unbelievable.
0: I love that. Cause Jason just quoted that not four hours ago. And that's one of his favorite songs and one of his favorite quotes. And yes. he, can, he's, he quotes that straight. And it's funny cause he's um, always battled dyslexia and he can quote that one right down the right down, man. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. And, and he just, and that's exactly what he said. And that's, that's, that's what we're after. What's the point of getting ten thousand people into a building and and taking their money, uh, their tithing, and and not giving them the fruit they need, the nutrition they need? Um, yep. And, and, that's, and that, that, that's been a battle for me too, is the tithing thing. That's sure. and that's why this is really funny, um, because it's always been a battle for me when it comes to the church. Because I'm always, I've always like to do since I was four years old, and now selling avocados on the street. Um, I've always been money and business minded, like. Yep. Uh, just the way I grew up. So I see the business side of the church and that's always been my freaking hiccup, uh, which is funny because when I went back to church, that was what they talked about.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> And the growing first. up in a church with my dad as a pastor and yeah. the, on the board of elders, I know unfortunately that the the bad side of the church business and the church administration and how that can go and play out. And it, it's, it's give us your money. And they tell you, well, tithe because God calls you to, and then you trust Him with what's going to be done with it. But yeah. you're trusting men. You're you're trusting people who, whether they will ever admit it or not, do have their own agenda with what that money should go towards. Now, I get it. There are churches out there that are phenomenal with how they manage their money and what they do with it. And yeah, they can do things that bring in the community. But then they they center it back on biblical principles. But there is a there is a a misnomer and a fallacy. In the statement of, uh, you know, just give to the church and trust that it's going to be used for God's will and God's purposes. But it isn't always that way.
0: Well, I would tell you this. And and, and that's, that's exactly how I felt. And something that I've come to um, in, in my walk with Christ in the last three years, because that was one of the last things that I was willing to give up, was my finances. Um, and I'm sure there's more little things, but that was one of the last big ones that I really needed to be freed from. It's a matter and of the we, heart. What's that?
1: It's a matter of the heart. It's got to be a heart stance with God, knowing that it's full trust in where he has led you to give.
0: It's an understanding that 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 money is not mine. I am a steward of that money. Yes. And and God actually calls and asks for all of it because none of it belongs to me in the beginning. Um, But tithing is a 10%. And when I give, if I'm concerned about how that money is being used, I'm not giving... Pure of heart.
1: Yeah, you're you're trying to wonder if what you're giving back to God, which is already His and only a portion of it, if it's even going to be used the right way, and it's not your job to question that. Now, granted, there are there are improper ways, but that's not our job to question.
0: And and that's not mine. Like if I feel called to give, I I was at a I was at a church recently when I I had an interesting experience, and um the the tithing bucket is being passed around, and I and I something said say Hey, remember you said you were going to start tithing?" And I was like. Oh crap, that's right. So I just put money in the bucket. I I don't I felt very uncomfortable in that church. I felt there there's major issues and I still was like, you know what? I'm this is you're telling me to give right now, so I'm going to give. And I emptied my wallet and I put it in the in the bucket. Um and and I gave and and mm-hmm. that's not to pat myself on the back. Um, no. it's to say, you know, I listened listen to Christ without having um hesitation. I gave up the control. Yes. Because that's not mine to control. And, and that, that's a, man, that's hard. That's very, very difficult um, to give up that control and say, you know, I, I even said there I was like, I know this isn't going to be, you if, th- if this is what it's going to be used for, I don't want to give. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing of that statement is I don't want to give. Yeah. I wasn't called to, and this isn't mine. I was told. And so I listened. And I think that's the powerful thing about it. And that's that's a big, a big thing that people don't, I think, fully understand. Um, I was speaking with somebody the other day that said, hey, I want to start sending my tithing your way um, to help develop this. And I'm like, dude, cool, but I can't offer you a tax write-off right now. Like, you get a tax write-off for your tithing dollars. And he says, I don't ever take it. And I was like, all right. So we set up a PayPal for it. Um, yeah. and you know, so that, cause listen, this attorney stuff is not cheap, no. uh, but, <laughs> but you know, this, it's interesting how this all happens, man. And it's at such a time that it's at a time that God's blessing my life in in just amazing ways and, and allowing that if I needed to fund this, I'm going to fund it because again, like one, I haven't been tithing for a long time because I didn't trust what the church was doing it. I was in control of my money. Um, and so it's kind of like I owe back tithing <laughs> in a way. So I'm like, I'll write the check for whatever you need to write a check for, God. Like mm-hmm. you tell me where I've got to send it and I'll write the check. And yeah. uh, and that doesn't mean for you, the listener, start emailing me and asking for money. Because um, <laughs> that's <laughs> you ask you for, it, not God telling me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start getting emails like, dude, you can write me a check.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can pay my mortgage this month if you want, Brandon.
0: Yeah okay, well, if you need it, I will, dude. Um, but uh, it, it's it's interesting when you start giving up that control, and and I and I, that's what I love about it, man. And that that thing's been that's been the most freeing part of it. Like starting the stuff is stressful; it's frustrating. Um, and, and, and but it's but I feel at peace with it, and I have all these other things that I need to take care of, um, and yet I feel very peaceful with all of it because I know it's just going to get handled. Um, I just got to put my head down and say, yeah, I'll do it. Yep. And just and just do it, man. Um, another exciting thing, dude, is I am actually officially a, uh, a, a minister now. An ordained minister. Yeah, actually, I was before, but I had lost my number. Um, so I had to do it again. So by the power of the interwebs, um, I'm now an ordained minister, and I'm performing a wedding this weekend. You sound like Joey from Friends.
1: Did you I remember? I, yeah, so. I know who that
0: is. Obviously, I know who Friends yeah. is It's Jennifer Aniston.
1: Yes, but uh, <laughs> he he performs a wedding ceremony and he even says, "By the power vested in me by the state of New York and the internet, I now pronounce you husband and wife." Like
0: <laughs> I might have to put that in. I was actually going to start looking for the uh, the costume from uh, um, Princess Bride. Princess Bride, of, of the, guy with the, the guy with the hat. Yeah. Marriage is what brings us together today. Love. 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 Because <laughs> 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 it's, it's on Halloween that I'm doing the wedding. So they're doing like, you know, they're both going to be dressed nice. And I told them I would dress nice. But they're like, I said, do you want this to be serious or do you want some humor in it? Because I know the guy obviously pretty well. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we're totally fine with humor. And I was like, oh, you should and get not ready that to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> get ready, buckle up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a roast. Like, oh, my. It's going to be some. So I got to write out all the, the, the marriage, the mal-edge stuff. And uh, I might actually, I'm, I'm really tempted. I told him, I said, dude, if this is a dress up thing, I'm going to dress up as an uh, Olympic swimmer. So I'm just going to have nothing but a cap on and a Speedo. And um, I'll do perform the wedding that way, <laughs> but it's cold out. So now I got to change the costume. Yeah. Just go, wearing
1: a, just go with board shorts instead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be a surfer. There you go. Put on a wetsuit.
0: Yeah. A fat surfer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, the mental image, the mental image. I'll send you a picture later, uh, uh,
0: but please do not. <laughs> <laughs> You can put it up as a thumbnail of this one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh man! No, I'm I'm excited, dude. Like, just God's doing some amazing things, man. Between this and and, and yeah. the wedding, I, I have no idea why this guy is asking me to to be uh, uh, his his pastor for this wedding. I, I have no idea why, and and I probably should have asked him when I was sitting down with them the other day. Um, but I will tell you this, I do like I kind of like this this pastor thing because they fed me. Mm. Um, and so I was over there talking about the wedding and he's like, do you want dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah my friend told me you always gotta, you always gotta feed the pastor. So they don't make a lot of money, but they sure get to eat a lot. So, <laughs> well then bring on the food, dude.
1: <laughs> and I'll have the, uh, 16 ounce porterhouse, please. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there, there is, there's is just so much going on with, with this, with down to the nub with people that yeah. God is opening doors with. And, you know, I'll take it back, you know, personally for me for the last go back two and a half months before Aaron and I sold our townhouse and I've told the story of, you know, different things. And now that I've you know been laid off and all of that, I don't know of many other people. And this is not a pat on the back to Aaron or I at all, but I don't know many other people that would when they sell a house and they see how much they can put into the house or put as a down payment or do all of that. That would go. Yeah, we can just dump it all. Or they would sit back and they would go, No, nah, the Holy Spirit's nudging me. I, I don't know why, but we need to hold on to, to a decent amount after we put the down payment. You know, get the payment where we want, all that kind of stuff. And the payment came in less than we expected. We got the house sooner than we than we expected. Uh, and God just opened door after door. And then to get put on furlough and then laid off and have a complete peace, knowing that He has provided for all of our needs for you know a, a number of months. I don't know many other people. And I've had people question me as like, are you just being ignorant? And I, I'm not, I am completely at peace with where God has Aaron, the boys and I, because I know that we're in God's will, you know, and we've right. got, you know, things that we're pursuing, and he's put it on my heart to, you know, start turbojet coffee and to get things going and, and to do some other things with, you know, my channel and, you know, all sorts of things that you know i'm praying through it was like okay god what do you what do you want to make be the thing right now that you're leading me down the path and everything else just needs to be sort of at the peripheral vision and i see that it's there but it's not the focus and and he's doing that and he's he's brought such a peace look finances is the uh number i think it's number 2 reason that a divorce takes place you know they'll say irreconcilable difference is it number 1 now it used to be number 2 uh but is the number 1 reason for divorce now and in in mine and Aaron's marriage, Aaron and mine, mine whatever, I'll let you be the grammar police on that one, Brandon. Um, <laughs> but but, but in, in our marriage, finances, when I was laid off back, you know, nearly 10 years ago from another job and different things, it became extremely stressful. There is yeah. this comforting, and I'm not going to say weird because it's not weird. There is this comforting sense of peace of like, we know it's in the account. We know we're being smart with it. You know and we're going to do what we need to and take care of the family and do a couple things to the house but we may take you know a simple road trip and do things like that because we know that we're completely in god's will and he's blessing us in this season that we may never get again to have this much time until retirement uh, but we'll still never get that same season of life with the boys at the age that they're at to go and do these things And only God can provide that peace. I mean, my dad asked me, he goes, how's the job search going? And I said, "Uh, honestly, there isn't much of a job search. One, my industry is dead still because it's the event industry. But there isn't much of a job search going on right now because God hasn't said start looking for a job actively. People have sent me different job things and I've looked into it and I'm not just like writing everything off. But God has said my focus needs to be somewhere else right now. And it's with my family to improve our relationship there, to improve our spiritual health as a family, which takes work, which takes work, which again takes work. Uh, and, And I'm completely, Aaron and I both are completely at peace. Yeah, we may in the next few months go, okay, what's going on here? But we'll let God guide us to that point when and if that ever happens. And until then we just follow where he's leading. But I don't know of many other people that would have that same level of peace, even people that have been believers for their entire life. And again, that's not a pat on the back to me. That's the uh, unequivocal trust in God nudged and stirred our hearts. We obeyed and we're completely in his will. And there's no other place I'd rather be. Right. And I love it.
0: Yeah, it's just giving up. I mean, and not giving up as in like, I give up giving up of yourself and allowing you to have your peace in him and knowing that he's going to take care of it. And I think sometimes it gets confusing for people because it doesn't mean you can stop trying. It doesn't no. mean you can stop going after things, stop, you know, it, it, and it's just going to come to you. Someone's going to walk in and go, oh, you're hired today. No, you still have to go interview and apply for jobs and do all those things. Mm hmm but it does mean that you give that up to him and say, Hey, is this the job that I'm applying for? Um, and, and, and you know, what? don't stop applying, apply for multiple jobs. Yeah. But you'll get into that interview and you'll know, you'll yeah. know that that's the place that you need to be. Cause he'll place it on your heart and you'll just, you'll feel peaceful about that job. You'll feel right. Um, mm-hmm. one of my buddies just quit his job and got hired on with a, another company um, doing it work and it's a faith-based it company mm-hmm. and he's like he, today was his first day and he's like dude it was so nice because I left this place that when uh, i i told the place that you know he's like i recognize it when when stuff kind of goes out when going south there was when I told them about my faith and here I can walk in and I can be encouraged in my faith yeah and he's like, everything at that job changed. As soon as they heard about my faith, everything changed. And I was yeah. told not to be there. And he still did his two weeks, still did the right thing. Because it wasn't like, screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. Um, you know, screw you guys, I'm going home. Uh, <laughs> he, he went ahead and you know, did the proper thing. And that's what he felt called to do. And so that's mm-hmm. what he did. Today was today was his first day on that job, man. And he was just, he was happy about it, man just awesome. smiles. And, and he even said, he's like, I still don't think that this is where I'm going to be. Hmm. Um, but this is where I need to be. And this is where God wants me right now. And, and I freaking love that. Man.
1: And, and that's the key. And I think too often in our walk, we, we look for too far in the future instead of the the right now, God, what do you want for me right now? What do you want to provide for my family right now? What do we need to, you know, prune away from our lives right now? Too often we – we and, and look, yeah, there's 401Ks in retirement. we got to plan for the future to a certain degree. But God wants us to live in the right now. God wants us to focus yeah. on the right now because when we focus on right now, we don't worry about the future. You know, Again, biblical reference, do the birds of the air worry about where they're going to get their next meal? No, I provide for them. I take care of them. And yeah. that's exactly how we need to approach it. And it's cool that you say that because that, that's, that's exactly – how it needs to be. I don't know if I'm going to be here long-term, but I know that for right now, this is where God has called me to be.
0: And he actually said, I know I'm not going to be here long-term. Yeah, Um, He knows that he's like, this is not where I'm called to be. He says, but this is where where I'm called to be right now. And this is what's providing for me right now. This is what's providing for my spirit right now. And I, I think so often, and he actually had said it in a different conversation we had that Uh, he's working on his walk with Christ because so often, and I do the same thing. My dad told me that I'm a unique business person because I see where I'm at right now, very clear where I am right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking like business. I'm very clear on where the business is going to be. So I can see the end game. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can touch it. I can see it. I can can experience it. All that in between is where I get lost. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, somebody help me. Uh, because i i already know and i can feel, I'm, I'm already here i'm already at the end and I, but i'm very clear where i currently am uh and so i found myself with with the new foundation here and the, the ministry like wanting to do that and my, my my picture of that is 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 god i'm walking with god and, and hand in hand and then i he says here's where you're gonna be my son and i go cool and i let go of his hand and i take off towards it and I start running. Well, there's a minefield in front of me. Mm-hmm. And there's all this stuff there. There's logs to trip on and a rock and all this stuff. And you know, you fall down, and, and there he is just picking me up and going, You're gonna stick with me now? Like, I'm remember, I'm I'm the guide here. Yep, I, I know the path, and so you can either try and run and, and, and get there, or you can go ahead and follow me. Yep, and and, and, and that's the key follow
1: don't pull him don't try and tell him where you think he's going to lead you follow
0: yeah yeah and and that's that's just it right there so that's that's what i'm getting to learn in this season right now is (laughs) all right dude all right but you know i like to run so (laughs) can we kick off the sandals and put on some nikes uh because i want physically i don't like to run let me be clear i i hate running (laughs) i freaking hate it uh but I don't think I own a pair of running shoes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, but uh, I like to run in in, in those realms and business and all these things. I like to just go. I get excited, and I, and I know that that excitement tends to wear off over some time. And I, wanna, I just want to go while I've got the optimal fuel in my system. Um, and I think God knows that about me. So I, I think there's going to be parts of this that are going to go pretty freaking quick. And I think there's parts of this that are going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I know I, I say I think God knows that about me. I know he knows that about me. And I, and I yeah. think he's been preparing me this whole time uh, for something greater. And, and I think that's part of the preparation. Yep.
1: Yeah, I was talking with some friends tonight about, you know, doing the coffee thing and all that. And, you know, they go, oh, you know, and Aaron even asked me, you know, with the website and, you know, people being able to order, how's all that like going to go? And I said, I've already got a template of a website built and the wife of the friend's house that we were at, uh, she goes, of course, cause why wouldn't you? Cause that's just how you are. And, and, and I'm, you and I are wired very similarly that way. It's like, well, if this is what needs to take place, I'm going to go boom, 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 boom. And I mean, I've had the template of the website for the last couple months before I even knew that God had said, yeah, here's the open door. This is where I'm going to lead you right now. Right. But that's just where my mind always goes. It's like, well, I need to be prepared if this is where God leads and so he's led me enough and motivated me enough to get to this point. But yeah, there's times where I have to just sort of sit back and go, okay, I, I, I've, 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 I've run enough to where I can turn back and go, oh, oh God, uh, I, I need you to show me again because I, I got to this step and now I need you to show me. And one of the greatest ways that visual aid, mental visual picture that someone gave me was it's like when you take your kid. To a playground, and they go off and they go running 100 miles an hour, full steam, and they go and they're playing around on the playground equipment, the jungle gym, and they expect to be up top and look at you and say hi. And they take the wrong turn, and the only way they can go is down a slide. And they wanted to stay up and stay high. And if they would have listened to someone guiding them, they would have got to the monkey bars and crossed over and stayed high and got into the next platform. But because they were so impatient, they ended up back down at the bottom when they wanted to be up top. And I just thought. That's such a great, like, story way of, of reminding us that we think we're just going to keep climbing and climbing. And no, 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 I I got this. You let me run free when we get to the bottom of the slide and we go, oh, I
0: wanted to be back up there. I think too many people treat their walk with Christ like a relay race. And they think that uh, the baton is passed to them and they get to run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not true. That's just not true at all um the closest thing it probably is to is that uh what you would call it the uh when they tie your feet and your legs together and you have to walk together so you have to race. walk in. otherwise yeah. you fall
1: yeah you gotta and, have a three-legged uh, race and know that you're connected to somebody else you. who's more in, more three-legged
0: in race. there's a joke about a three-legged chicken and i just can't ever remember it because it's really stupid my dad tells a joke and it's one of those like really bad ones that i just can never remember i've heard it nine hundred seventy-five thousand times I still can't remember it. There's other stupid jokes he tells that I remember every one of them, but that one, I, I just can't commit to memory. And I, I, I probably should, because I think there's probably some, probably humor, a lesson there There probably is and something I don't want to hear because it's a three legged race. And, um, uh, but that's really what it is. This is not, this is not a relay race guys. It's not, it's not the batons being passed to you. Um, you're, you're, you're tying your legs together and you're going. And that's just it. That's yep. just absolutely it. And and I, I think that's um I think it's a powerful place to be, man, because you have to work in unison. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're stubborn, you're the one that's always gonna fall, and the other your partner's gonna look at you, you know, look down and go, You ready to get back up and go again? Because yep. we're falling behind, and that's okay. But learn, learn the lesson. Yep.
1: <laughs> learn the lesson, get back up, and let's do it the right way this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It it's um God's good, dude. And I, I think there's it's it's beautiful when it's not um when it's not mine. Um mm-hmm. it really just there's so much peace in that. There's so so much peace. I mean, I, I've had months where I'm just going, man, what is going on with this month and sales are down and I'm frustrated and there's all this stuff going on and it's kind of like I, I give it, yeah, you know, I have to give it up. Yeah. And just say, hey, God, what's going on? And he's like, well, you've been running on your own. Are you, know, you ready? And like that last week of the month, you're like, you like know, the, the sales just roll in. <laughs> you know, it's like you wake up and there's three missed phone calls. People want to place orders. You know, it's like, shoot, okay, mm-hmm. you know, here we go. And it's it's when you release that, that that things just seem to just they just seem to go better. And yeah. And the hard thing is, it's like, I don't want to make it sound like it's like rainbows and butterflies because there's still no. struggles. There's still stresses, oh, yeah. there's still frustrations. Like those things still happen. It's not like, it's just like, Oh Jesus, I love you. Take control. And everything is just going to float on through. Um, nope. but the way that, that it's handled and the way that, that it, it weighs on my life is significantly different. Yeah. And that's the change.
1: Yeah. And, and take it a step deeper. Because most people would look at it and they would go, oh, finally, I gave God control. Where was this two weeks ago? And not as in, like, God, where were you two weeks ago? Why didn't you show yourself two weeks ago? It was like, well, why why didn't this come two weeks ago? Because imagine how much better I would be right now. And they look at it as though it's his fault. Instead yeah. of looking at it and going, no, if I would have changed and been different two weeks ago, look at how much more blessed this scenario could be, this situation, sales, income, family life, marriage, kids, yeah. parenting. And and too often we are so quick to pass the buck and blame somebody else. When if we looked, we'd go, no, if I was different two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, imagine how much more in tune with God I would be and how much more he'd go, yes, my son, yes, my daughter, you get it now.
0: Well, the interesting thing is, is every time you point at somebody, there's three, four, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yep. And that's the problem is everybody's so busy pointing at somebody else, and there's three fingers pointing back at yourself. And that's powerful to me. When I learned that one, I was like, Oh. So I started pointing like this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't change me. I mean, come on, bro. I'm perfect. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And it's, it, then it's the the open palm, not and then you and nah. I. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's the change you know the change is just you know keep your fingers straight when you're pointing, blaming somebody and then it's, yeah. then it is their fault there's nothing pointing back at you yep but even when you're doing it that way you you know it's still connected to you your head is connected to you um and and so there's there's a lot of power in understanding that and just in the personal again whether you believe or you don't believe there's still a lot of power in that i mean you can believe that every time you point at somebody there's three fingers pointing back at you and until you turn around and start saying, What was my part in this? Um, In every situation, um, you'll always be the victim, and that's just a terrible place to be, in my opinion. Oh yeah, Uh, you have no responsibility, and that leaves no room for change.
1: It's a sad life, like truly, and I don't mean that as like a, uh, you know, I I can't think of the word derogatory. No, it's the meaning. Yeah. I mean, it's all those different things. Cliche. There we go. I don't mean it Ah. as like a cliche of like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, it's a sad place. But but it is it's a sad it's a sad. I can't imagine going through life in the constant mindset of, well, that happened to me. So it's somebody else's fault, as opposed to what could I have done differently? What will I do differently next time? What am I going to do different right now to avoid that from happening? And, and it's just, it's, it's tragic how often we, even as Christians, as believers will go, you know, oh, but this happened to me. Oh, well, God took my job away. No, God didn't take the job away. And you know, what? maybe God did take the job away so he could refocus you back on him, but don't play the victim, play the person that gets up, dust yourself off and goes, okay, I, I need to walk appropriately now.
0: there Where do you need me? Yeah. I mean, that's the powerful thing is where did, where do you need me? And, and I, I just, I, I love that. Um, I've gotten to the point where I don't even ask the questions anymore because I find children annoying as heck when they're asking the questions. So it's just like, okay, let's go. You know, I mean, listen, kid, you're in the car with me. Um, I've already told you where we're going. And even if I didn't, it doesn't matter because you're in the backseat. I have the steering wheel and the pedals in front of me. Uh, so quit asking questions. Are we there yet? Sure, get out um that's my answer like if you're gonna be annoying yeah go ahead and get out but we're on the freeway well then we're clearly not there mm-hmm. stop asking me stupid questions and being annoying like just let's freaking we're, we're getting there trust me i will get you to where we need to be well and
1: it's enjoying the journey getting there And we too often will go, are we there yet? Am I there yet? Have I reached this level in my career yet? Have I reached this level in being a parent yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's like, no, you're not there yet because you'll never be there. And you just need to sit back and go, okay, well, what's going on right now? I mean, with my boys, because they're seven and 10 years old, are we there yet? happens when we're on a long car ride and- you know, I'll look at my ten-year-old and I'll say, Micah, look out and and enjoy the trees and look at what's around you and this and that and just enjoy, you know, the beauty of what's around us. And I remember one time he was probably six or seven years old and he goes, "It's just a bunch of trees, Dad. What's the point?" And I I just I had to pause and I, but Micah, it's it's getting there. It's the journey. Enjoy yeah. every step along the way. I mean, my my oldest brother went through a, a season where God had to teach him a lot, where God literally got him back to the basics of when you're out on a walk at night, you know, in the evening after work, enjoy the fact that you can walk. Look at right. the rose bushes that are next to you and appreciate the beauty that God took care of that rose bush. Yeah, people water it, they fertilize it, all those different things, but appreciate the beauty in everything along the way and look, I'm not the kind of person that on a road trip is like, "Oh, let's stop there, that looks fun. Let's stop there." I'm like, "No, what's the destination? That's the goal. That's what's going to take place." Yeah. But but I know that in in my own walk, I've had that mentality and it's like, well, no, the, the, the end point is my end point. That's not the true destination. And there may be a detour. There may be a, Hey, you, you lost your serpentine belt and you're on the side of the road because you need need to appreciate what's on the side of the road in your life right now. And, you know, we, we, we've got to be able to appreciate what's in front of us now, regardless of what's taking place because Paul's in prison and he's writing, I've learned to become happy in plenty and in need. And when we can get to that point, then we can truly uh, abide in Christ and where He wants us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that, dude. When your kids ask you if they're there just uh, yet, just pull over and tell them to get out.
1: Yeah, we're here. What do you want to do? Yeah, well, but but no, you said you said you wanted to be there. So this is this is where there is,
0: especially on a freeway. That's Absolutely. the best. Yes, that's the absolute best when you're on like a freeway and they're like, "Are are we there yet?" Yep, get out. But we're on a freeway. Yeah, I understand that, but this is where you want to be. Yep. So, can you let me drive? Can you just look out the window and enjoy what's going on? Did you see that car that just went by? What car? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, pay attention to what's around you, enjoy the scenery, and just keep moving forward. And I, I think that's—I think that's powerful. I think there's a lot of power in that.
1: Yeah, there is, and. I just I'm I'm excited for so many different things that are going on with with me personally and in my family with down to the nub with you and what's going on and so many other people that there's been a time of refocusing in what's important and what needs to be done during COVID. If there's any positive to look at and there are lots of positives, but if there's a positive that you can take from what's been going on, it has been a season where people have been forced to realize what's more important family time, taking care of things at home, taking care of your relationships, connecting, being intentional with all those things where if there wasn't the shutdowns and those different things, we'd probably take a lot of that for granted still.
0: If there's one positive that came out of COVID, it's down to the nub. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so like, and subscribe.
1: <laughs> and ring that bell. Cause Brandon is getting really close to knowing what that means.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's getting close to giving up on it. There you go. Ring it, anyways. Just freaking ring it. Uh, yeah. So that's the positive thing that came out of COVID is down to the nub.
1: Yep. And connecting with the and connecting with the cigar community as a byproduct. That's just there's there's yeah. no other reason to look at you, you know for anything else positive out of COVID. It's it's down to the nub.
0: Yeah. And just how humble down to the nub is, and how much we're willing to tell you that yes, and we we are the
1: we are the greatest at teaching humility, and we we think we've got the best approach on it, and um, if you don't agree, then our pride will tell you that you're wrong.
0: <laughs> makes sense sounds humble to me absolutely hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I think it's great, man. I, I love these conversations and I and I'm I'm just so thankful that um we have these opportunities, man. And yep. And listen, if you if you guys are listening right now, please um you know leave us a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and give us your thoughts. We we mm-hmm. love to hear them. Um positive and negative. If this is something that bothers you with what we're with what we're saying, throw it down there. Yeah, uh if it's something you absolutely love, throw it down there. If this is something you needed to hear, throw it down there. Um, you know, just give us your comments. Let us know what you're feeling when you're when you're hearing this or watching this. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. So we appreciate every single one of you for the time that you spend here. Um, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. And um, I just want to encourage uh I just want to encourage all of you guys, no matter what season you're going through in life, um, uh, just keep pushing forward. You know, keep keep pushing forward. And, and if you're a person that um that, that loves God and follows God and and listens to him spend some time listening a little bit closer. Um, just find find your time and your ways to get encouraged by him and to listen to what he has in store for you. Um, if you're not a person that believes in God, um, you know, listen, just find your way, man. Find your peace. Find, find your happiness. Uh, this world is not worth um, giving it, giving it everything that you have in the, in the fact that letting it tear you down. Yep. The world doesn't have that power over you to allow you to be torn down. Um, It doesn't have a control over you. Nope. And I think that's, I think that's the beauty of it. Like we have so much freedom in this world to make a different decision with every opportunity that comes our way. And, and I've said it before, I, I see this as a choose your own adventure book. Um, we we have the freedom of the decision, and every every opportunity comes along. There's there's multiple paths you can take, mm-hmm. and it's going to send you to another chapter in your life. And um, I encourage you to just surround yourself with positive people, um, and and spend some time just finding that positivity in your life, so that you can make decisions um, that lead you towards the positive things. For me, like, dude, I've gotten rid of uh, a lot of people on social media because I found it just allowing myself to drag myself into a dark, freaking deep hole of just negativity, especially with all this politics and crap going around and all this division right now. There's no reason to be involved in that. No, there's, there's absolutely no reason you're not changing anybody's mind. Don't let it change your mind. Don't let it affect as far as like how you see yourself and how you view yourself and your attitude. Don't let it change that. Be a positive influence in life and find that positive, f- find that positivity for you. And if you don't have those positive people in your life, I encourage you to find them because they're out there and make friends that encourage you and drive you to be somebody better. Mm hmm. And get rid of the dead weight and the anchors that are holding you back.
1: Yep. And, and you, you've got to do that. And I'm going to do something that we've never done on our pre pre-record podcast. You know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, our relationship with Christ and, you know, what being a Christian means to us. And, you know, if you don't ascribe to that same belief, then we respect that. But if you want to know what we're talking about and you want to be able to talk With either one of us and ask questions send us a dm send us an email who is this god how can he be so loving with everything that's going on whatever it is reach out to us we would love to share with you who we um, absolutely put complete faith and trust in and and what that looks like and we're imperfect but if you want to know more about God, and what does a relationship with Jesus Christ look like? Send us an email, info at down to the nub.com. Send us a DM, whatever it is. We would love nothing more than to share more one-on-one with you about this amazing God that we serve.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that's perfect, man. And I love that. Um, yeah, if you're living that life where you're confused or none of this makes sense, um, or you've just had enough. um, or something resonates with what we're saying, please reach out. Uh, please absolutely reach out, and I, I'll make this promise to you: I'm not going to throw a bunch of Bible verses your way, or a pamphlet, um, or some weird, creepy, cultish video. Uh, we're just—I I would love to just have a conversation and be there. Um, you know, if you're in a time of turmoil, reach out. Um, whether you believe in God or not, man, like I, I just—we've talked about—we have talked about this before. Just reach out, guys. If you're if you're in a struggle in your life and your mind, please reach out, man. It's just. There's so much to life that it's not worth throwing it all away to to what I believe are the demons in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth giving it up to the negativity and and the thoughts and the the conversations that you have in your own mind about who you are. Um, you know that the point that people are wanting to give up, like that's the time you need to reach out and you say, "Hey, I need help," and you got to humble yourself enough to say, "I need help." Um, we're, we're both here for you for that. So, uh, please, please, for the love of God, please, uh, humble yourself enough, step away from yourself enough to say, Hey, I need to talk to someone and we're here for you. Yep.
1: Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you everybody that's, uh, made it this far. And I know we say that sometimes jokingly, but thank you if you've listened Uh, This far into the episode, we greatly, greatly appreciate you taking time out of your day, out of your week, whatever it is. Uh, And if you're not following us already on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we're at down to the nub. And if you want to help contribute to the cost of putting on uh, what we do here, we have a Patreon set up, patreon.com slash down to the nub. Uh, and it's just an option there. Uh, but share this, if you got something out of it and maybe if you didn't get anything out of it, you know, rewatch it, re-listen to it and share with a friend that may just need to hear something positive, not over the top, you know, turn or burn God is the only way kind of stuff, but just real life. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, episode 48 of down to the nub. And uh, don't forget to catch us Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, when we get to hang out, be social, and engage with all of you in active communication and conversation with somebody that enjoys cigars also.
0: Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. And you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And we look forward to catching you on Sunday. See you, bye. You